0: All
1: right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show.
0: Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. This is Kristen who left us a voicemail last night.
1: Good morning, studio. You shared the fact about Dr. Oz saying that breakfast, you know what, eat it when you're ready. Not the most important meal of the day. I'm a mom of three kids. I work part-time. So I thought, let me put this to you. I wake up in the morning ahead of the kids. I do my own thing. I don't make anything until they finally say, hey, mom, I'm hungry. I'm getting so much more done in the morning. Life changing.
0: You know, Dr. Oz reminded us that the saying, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, was a phrase for a commercial. We only think that because we've heard it so many times. And he's like, if you're hungry, eat. That's it. So thank you for that voice. Hey,
2: there's that. And you know what else has changed my mind when you told me was uh, the amount of toothpaste you put in your toothbrush. Mm -hmm. Like now, now I really just put, you just said like a pea size of toothpaste because Mm -hmm. back in the day they would tell us or like commercials told us you had to fill up the whole strip. That's changed like tremendously in my household. If you fill up the whole strip, your mouth is like been doing it my whole life, dude.
1: Yeah, I was too until we talked about it. Now I just do like a little dab.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Here's a voicemail also from last night.
1: Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. We just wanted to tell you something. I I feel feel good. good. Oh, I feel feel so good. (laughs) Have a good day. Have a good day.
0: Appreciate that. Wish you would have left your name, but appreciate that. Here is Grace from Michigan.
3: I was just wondering if we could bring back the Amy Yells a Joke
1: segment. I know it was a long time that that, um, Amy used to do that. But I remember riding to high school. I'm graduated from college now and listening to Amy yell a joke. And it was
0: honestly the funniest thing ever. And I really want to bring that back. Thanks. Bye. There you go. Wow. We, can, we can bring it back before the end of the year. Okay? Okay. Have one ready. Uh, let's do Kelly from Michigan.
1: I just read that Bobby is going to start playing on Monday, December 14th, on the new Pure Country, first time in Detroit on Detroit Radio. Kind of just made my day. Congratulations, guys. Yeah!
0: Nice. (laughs) We are on Pure Country 89 in Windsor, Canada today for the first time, which is so close to Detroit that Detroit also gets it. Yes. So a big get for us, hopefully a big get for you guys Although I would assume nobody's listening to the podcast today that heard us for the first time on the radio. As I say in the show that you'll hear, we are in a taste. You listening will vouch for that. But soon they'll all be here, or some of them will. Uh, let's do one more. Here is uh, voicemail number five.
1: Morning, studio. Um, suggestions. Since Bobby's always having you guys watch movies and draw names for that, I think that he should watch A Christmas Story. I had heard him say he knows quotes from A Christmas Story, but's never seen the movie. That is a classic, best Christmas movie. Have a good day. Do it.
0: Okay, well, I'm not gonna watch it, but thank you. Oh boy, I will if Kalen's like, "Let's watch A Christmas Story." Has she ever seen it?
2: I'll ask her. Okay,
0: I'm not in Christmas mode yet. I mentioned that later. I'll be in Christmas mode once I finish this week. Once it's like the eighteenth or nineteenth I'm in mode because I get to be home back at my Christmas tree, <laughs> sleeping in my own bed. I'm in the worst bed like the first we' we're, we're in an Airbnb and the first bed that we slept in it was quite comfortable. I was having some really good night's sleep other than the TV not being there, but I accidentally pulled that fitted sheet off. And there were a lot of stains on the mattress.
1: Why would you do that?
0: I didn't mean to pull the sheet off, and I didn't stain the mattress. So I don't know what you're asking about. Why would I do what? (laughs) Pull it
1: off. Like, don't look it.
2: I didn't mean to. Never look at the mattress, dude. Never. You have
1: to, like, not think about that.
2: It's like Fight Club. (laughs) Never talk about Fight Club. Don't look at the mattress.
1: I didn't mean to, but there
0: were stains all over the mattress. And I was fine going to Target and getting some new sheets because we are going to be in that bed for two weeks. But Caitlin was not. She was like, we're moving to a different bedroom. So we go to a different bedroom, and this bed is like Barney Rubble's bed. It's hard. It's like I'm on rocks. It's like I've been out at the quarry all day, and I'm laying on the rock bed. So, Got my, What? Got it. Okay. Thank, thank you. For anybody that didn't know who Barney Rubble was, <laughs> he's in the Flintstones. Uh, here's the story called the boner of the day. Um, I have a boner of the day. By the way, a boner is defined as a stupid mistake. So here yes. you go. A drug company had to issue a recall after they mixed up a bunch of depression pills with erectile dysfunction pills. No. And then put them in the same bottles together. Oh my gosh. The pharmaceutical company Avcare is recalling two medications that are used to treat erectile dysfunction and severe depression. The company said that Sildenfil and Trazodone tablets were inadvertently packaged together when they were bottled by a third-party vendor. Man, that's crazy because a guy would be like, Wow, I'm feeling a lot better. And I'm feeling a lot better.
2: <laughs> but seriously, though, wouldn't it be bad for a woman to take that? Like, doesn't that just increase your blood pressure or something? I don't
0: know. Eddie, I don't know. I'm 11, so I didn't think about anything that was adult or mature. <laughs> I, and
2: I'm thinking uh, all scientifically. Well, well, I'm just thinking about Bobby. some
0: guy getting extremely happy with a big boner. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> what, Amy?
1: I just thought about Samantha on Sex and the City takes it. So I don't know if oh, it's... Weird. Like, Ray, know. can you
0: give me a rim shot? Like, boom, ready? Because I'm going to... Wrote down a few little jokes I would say to this, so let me know when you have that ready. Pulling By up. the way, if you need to get in touch with AbCare, they're open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Although I'd bet if you're taking it for the boner reason, you wouldn't take it until after 4 p.m. Mm, you would think. They so probably can't call them till the next day. Got it. All right. You know what? Someone should do hard time for this mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I mean, come on, they were already struggling with depression. This just made it even harder.
2: Hey, <laughs> that's good.
0: Now you have a bunch of guys who are ready to go, but don't really care where. <laughs> hey, that combination will lift your spirits. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay. Any more? That's it? That's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It is so dumb. I've been thinking about watching Selena on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Hold oh, on. Did you watch
1: it, though? Eddie sure did. did. Hold
0: no. on. Okay. I'm going to tell you why that I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Oh, by the way, did she get shot? I shouldn't make that. That wasn't a joke. What do you mean? Well, if she got, oh, if she no, died no, by no, shooting. No, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't even I mean
2: take it that way.
0: Okay, good, good. I don't want people to hit me up and be like, why I haven't gone ahead and watched the show. Is because I didn't know Selena growing up. Mm. I only knew, um, am I dreaming of you? How's that song go? Yeah,
2: is I'm dreaming Dreaming, of you tonight? tonight, Because tomorrow tomorrow, I'll be holding holding you tight. tight. And there's nowhere Nowhere in this world I'd rather be. be. Yeah, I know that song. Dreaming of you.
0: But, uh, but to me, culturally, as a kid growing up in Arkansas, I just heard Selena's song or, or two songs on the radio. But Eddie, for example, she was a big part of your culture.
2: Of course. She played Tejano music, which is Texan music, and I'm Texan. That's my culture. And so I had to watch it 100%. So what is your review just as you when you watched it? Okay, so yeah, I'm speaking for myself, the Hispanic in me who grew up in South Texas just three hours south of Corpus Christi where she was from. I loved it. It was perfect because we had the Selena growing up, of course. Loved her. Uh, I loved all her Spanish albums. And not that I was a Spanish music fan, but that's just everything that was playing everywhere I was. So I loved that. And then when she crossed over to English, it was even better because that means the entire U.S. knew Selena the way I did. So that was really cool. I even got to see her live when I was a kid at Fiesta, Texas. Amazing. So to watch... I loved the movie. The movie was cool. It's two hours of Selena, the whole story in two hours. But this is awesome because it shows Selena from little girl Selena to her growing up and just starting the band and the the, the dad's passion to start this band. And almost kind of like he was struggling financially, so he needed his three kids to start this band so that the family could live and eat and everything. So Selena was a big part in just the the that family surviving, which I loved that I got to experience all that. And then you get to kind of see how she was with her love life growing up because she didn't go to school. She had, she had a drop out of high school. So, dude, I love it. I give it five beady beady bomb bombs out of five. <laughs> give it I, I need more. I need a season two now. Would I like it? Yes, because you love music. And that's all this is. This is about the struggle. You know what, Bones? I thought of you because you always say that I hate the stories of overnight success because it's not true. And this shows that this is not true. It's not overnight success. It's struggle after struggle after struggle. Record label hopes and dies. Another record label. All that, which I think you would love.
0: I'm looking at the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the audience score. It's 43% hmm. positive.
2: That's not the great. The
0: critic score is 33% positive. That's not good at all. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Okay. All right. That. Oh, you, you can listen, though, here. Lunchbox Review Octopus teacher in this show today. That'll happen in a little bit. If it was like 70 or above, Eddie, I think I'd watch it with your review.
2: But what about my audience review versus all those other people that don't even care?
1: Yeah, does his Uh, opinion mean nothing? Nothing. I just spent five minutes
2: telling you how awesome it was.
0: No, no, no. But again, you grew up with her as a part of your life, your lifestyle, your culture. It would be like me going, hey, man, you got to really watch this documentary on Brooks Robinson. He was a heck of a third baseman for the Orioles. He's from Arkansas. (laughs) You know, we all—you would be like, okay, you only like him because he's from Arkansas. Is it it? good? Then if you looked up the review— and it was 19%. You'd be like, you know, it was on the fence, and I'm not going to do it.
2: But there's something about me and my culture that you love. Like, Coco, you loved that movie. And that's a story of me, basically.
0: Coco's a story of me. He talked to us. thats why I loved mm-hmm.
2: it. Kind of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, here's a teacher getting robbed while on a Zoom call with the student's family. Have you guys heard this? No. Okay, so a Cleveland woman was teaching class online when a man broke into her house— threatened her with a knife, robbed her of watches and her husband's wedding ring. She was teaching via Zoom shortly after 11 a.m. from her home office when she heard a strange noise. She's a special education teacher. Quote, I think someone's breaking into my house, she said to her students before stepping away. Here's some of the news story from News 5 Cleveland with her being interviewed as part of the 911 call that the parent of one of the students made.
1: There was a man... Walking through my baby gate um, with a knife in his hand, walking upstairs. Then he started threatening me, um, yelling at me, calling me names. He brought me upstairs into my bedroom.
3: He began rummaging through her things. This, all while Supansik's student and his family were still on that Zoom call, listening from a county away.
2: I'm not the location of your emergency.
4: The teacher that teaches my son, somebody broke into her house. Like we saw it all on the Zoom. Dang. Isn't
0: that crazy? That is nuts. You had hoped that guy would have been on camp. Like I'm assuming it's a guy. I always think when people do really bad things that they have to be men. So, um, but you had kind of hoped he'd have popped in the room and you get to see his face, you know. But I don't think that was the case at all. Uh, I think that's it. While we're on an Eddie kick, I'll mention this. Eddie says that. If they're driving to work, or like her, her his wife is driving the kids to school, right? Basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. So every morning they drive to school and they listen to the show. And every time I win a game, according to my wife, the car goes crazy. Like the boys just go nuts. And I was like, you have to record that next time. I need to see that. She's like, I will, I will. I'll stop the car and record it because it doesn't. If anyone else wins, like if Amy or Bobby wins, they're just like, "Hmm, whatever. Like just move on with the day. But when Dad wins, they go, yeah. (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool.
0: All right, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Blake Shelton's on. Lunchbox Reviews, The Octopus Teacher. Mm, Charlie Pride, we talk about that. We lead the show and then also do it in the news. Enjoy. See you guys later. we go.
2: Come on, Bobby. Bobby Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones
1: Show.
0: Let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Here we are. Man, so much to catch up on. I'll start with Charlie Pride passing away. Uh Charlie Pride, whose accolades include Country Music Hall of Fame, Grand Ole Opry. Uh, he passed away on Saturday, which was December 12th, from complications of COVID. He was 86 years old. Charlie's considered Country Music's first African-American superstar. He scored 29 number one hits between 1969 and 1983. I'll play some of the songs that you may know. Probably y'all know kiss an Angel Good Morning. Here you go. You've
4: got to kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone kiss an angel good morning And love her like the devil when you get back home
0: Here is Is Anybody Going to San Antone?
5: Is anybody going to San Antonio? Or Phoenix, Any place is all right as long as and and I'll talk
0: a little more at length about him later on in the show but wanted to start the show off by mentioning that uh, rest in peace Charlie Pride Charlie Frank Pride was born in Sledge Mississippi on March eighteenth, 1934 and I'll talk about it later but you know growing up, Old, old, old country music was current country music to me because my grandmother raised me, and so I was listening to Charlie. Probably thinking it was kind of new music at the time, uh, but so much so, I have a a, a decent amount of knowledge on, on Charlie, having never met him, by the way. But I I took part in his documentary on PBS, and they had me go and talk about it for a long time. Um, so, but I, I'll share some thoughts with you about that later. But um, a lot of people, Dolly, was just so upset about it. Like a lot of really famous country legends were really good friends with him and the the current was that he was such a nice guy i didn't know charlie pride as a person was just a fan of him you know when i was a young 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 kid but uh rest in peace charlie pride 86 years old so that happened definitely wanted to start the show mentioning that on the flip side of things our executive producer scuba steve had a baby where is scuba steve
5: right over here (laughs) how's how's that baby she is beautiful, but has given me, I would think, maybe two hours of sleep in the last four days. You sound like it. Yeah, man. I am drained, but I'm full of love, but man, am I drained. How was the the, the labor delivery, all that? Okay. That yeah, was great. We, she was planning for C section. We had that with our first child, but we were really trying to do a V back, which, basically, for those that don't know, is natural birth after C section. And everyone in the office, the medical dog. sorry, I am just I'm, I'm burnt. Everyone at the at the hospital. <laughs> the office. At the office. Everyone at the hospital. Was, so I have uh, a feeling
0: Scuba Deep was producing a show at the hospital <laughs> thinking he was still Oh okay, wait, go ahead, Scuba.
5: Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So she really wanted the uh the V back and she, long story short, she got it. After almost twenty four hours of labor of wow. me and her being up, pushing and breathing and everything, she had the baby naturally.
1: That's awesome
5: yeah well really okay, congratulations
0: cool. scuba sent me a picture of him holding the baby and scuba didn't have a shirt on but it looked like scuba <laughs> had a wool coat on yeah. all at the same time like if we had a contest on this show the show's hairiest man he wins i don't know Mike d. d oh wow that's true like we have some real life uh, <laughs> harry and the henderson type yeah Woo.
5: A lot of scuba, have you always been really hairy I used to shave up until about two years ago when I had my first son and then I uh, the, I didn't get any sleep then as well and then the hair was pricking his soft skin so then I grew out all my hair just to make it easier on him and easier on me. So you would I, shave your whole body? I shaved the whole body head to toe.
0: Now, is it funny to you, I should say ironic to you, and I mean this in a loving way, that you've yeah. lost a hair on your head, but everywhere else it's growing like crazy.
5: <laughs> it is very ironic. But yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to say to it. But uh, <laughs> Well, congratulations uh, on you. baby number two. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Scuba Steve. Exhausted, but yeah. here. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the vaccine is in motion. Landing places. We're rolling, baby. I got mine yesterday. You did. He's joking. No. Can you imagine oh. <laughs> if I come in bragging about getting the vaccine before our healthcare workers doing our old
2: people? <laughs> They're like doctors over there. Be like, I got mine. Bobby got his. Oh, can
0: you imagine <laughs> what kind of crap we'd go through if I came on here going, "Yeah, man, I just knew the right person." Oh, uh, but yeah, we're rolling in the right direction. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, and I'll say this too, as we start the show, very excited to be on Pure Country 89 in Windsor. Also heard in Detroit. So really excited to, to wake you guys up in the morning. I have a feeling you're going to like the show, but I also have a feeling it's going to be a slightly slow burn. You're not going to quite get it because we don't have good radio voices. We're not the best radio show, but I think much like your friends that it took a minute for you to become close friends with them. Hopefully we're going to be that group of people to you because you are listening for the first time ever right now. You're going, what's happening? <laughs> Who are yeah. these people that don't sound like they should be on the radio talking over each other? Um, But welcome to the family. Welcome to the team. That's it. Amy, anything you want to say to
1: our new listeners? Oh, yeah. I mean, just be patient with us. This is a good time of year. You know, things are maybe slowing down for you, hopefully, so you have plenty of time to get to know us. That's
0: right. Go back and listen to old shows. I, Bobby, turned 40 years old this year. I've never been married, no kids, but I am now engaged for the first time ever in my life. Amy is a mom... Married, two kids, two adopted children. Uh, they've been in America for two years from Haiti. Eddie are they three, the three years? T- boy, time. Wow, wow, that's crazy. crazy. Um, Eddie has ninety-three kids.
2: <laughs> just just four. <laughs> just four.
0: <laughs> Eddie's our video producer, my best friend, who has uh, four kids, two of his own, and two foster children that he is trying to hopefully adopt. I can yes, say that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then Lunchbox has two kids of his own as well. They're both very young. Ray has no kids. Scuba has two kids now. It's just a whole whole little process here. But uh, thank you guys for being part of the show. We'll get started now.
5: It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land.
0: Welcome to my favorite countdown of the week. It's all about good news. Here we go. Number five. A bunch of people in New Hampshire recently held a parade a seven-year-old kid's birthday so his mom paid it forward by going to the grocery store and just buying six hundred dollars in groceries for random people they have two things happening here a bunch of people said well this kid can't have a real party so let's just all drive down the street and make him feel special and then the mom said i see you and everybody else who needs help i got you loved that story
5: number four
0: a hospital patient with swastika tattoos all over his body recently showed up at a hospital in Sacramento in serious condition. And here's why medical professional is so amazing. His doctor is Jewish, his nurse is black, his respiratory therapist is Asian, and they're doing everything they can to save his life. Thought that story was fantastic and needed to be shared.
4: Number three.
0: A group of teens broke a water line at a restaurant in Miami because they were angry at the owner for telling them to wear masks. Dummies. But here's the good part. They went back the next day to apologize face-to-face and pay for the damages. Reform dummies. Here's a clip of one of the owners talking about giving them a second chance.
5: Some younger folks that made a grave error in judgment when they were not allowed entry. They got upset. they vandalized property poverty by breaking a water line out front, shooting water the Biscayne Boulevard, temporarily shutting the restaurant down. We've all made mistakes, and it's not how you make mistakes. It's how you recover from them and how you fix them moving
4: forward. Number two.
5: Back in October, a law student in
0: Chicago made headlines after she gave birth in the middle of her online bar exam and still finished the test. Now she's posted an update to let people know that that test was really hard and she did have a baby, but she still passed. That's what I'm talking about. And finally, here we go. Number one. The story of Buddy the Elf meeting his biological father comes to life. Doug Henning wore a costume to look like Will Ferrell in the movie Elf while meeting his father for the very first time. He even broke into the same awkward song from the 2003 movie and here is their reunion. And that's all real. Same story as... On, I mean, he wasn't an elf in the North Pole. But other than that, all the same story. That was the Good News Countdown.
2: Yes, yeah, Bobby Bones.
0: We'll talk to Blake Shelton next. He is in our marathon virtual green room. I got to ask him, is this his last season of The Voice? I got to ask him how the proposal with Gwen went down. We love Blake Shelton. He is next on The Bobby Bone Show. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, we are the Bobby Bone Show. That's right. On the phone right now is Blake Shelton. Blake, what's up? How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. You're uh, in the house. I see. I, I can actually see you. I don't know if you can see me. But are, are you at home right now?
4: I did see you. What, i tell you the, what blew me away was you're yawning like you just woke up. Don't you do a morning show every morning?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. But I'm going to tell you the days, and i want to get into this question about you. The days are extremely long right now. Uh, Doing the morning show and a couple couple of TV shows, too. but um, Which I'm going to ask you, because The Voice, the finale, part one, is tonight. Tell me about a taping day over at The Voice for you. How long are those days whenever you're sitting and let's talk about the beginning of the season when people are coming in you have to turn the chairs. What are those
4: days like? There's really, at that point, not a lot on the line. And so you can say any stupid thing you want to or argue with the other coaches. You know, once you get people on your team and you start working with them, that's when you feel or when I feel, you know, responsible for them and, uh, you know, a little more considerate (laughs) than I do whenever I'm just trying to make up crap or whatever I got to do to get them to choose me as their coach.
0: Are there nerves for you when you go into a finale like tonight?
4: Absolutely, because, uh, you know, these not only nerves for the artists that you have left, but there's also, you know, there's a bad feeling for all the ones that have gone home, and that's, that's part of the game and you know not everybody can make it but you know when you get there you think man all these people that uh, you know you've worked with right up until this point they're they're at home watching and uh and so it really does come down to who you know sometimes i'll have multiple people in the finale and, and sometimes just one and it just depends on you know the season and how it's going but you know of course i have nerves for them not really for me
0: tonight is the first part then tomorrow night the f- second part the f- uh, final part of the voice there so you guys be sure to check that out you know i was thinking about you the other day when michael b jordan was named sexiest man alive and you hit no. that a few years ago and i'm sure it was different for both of you but how weird is that to be declared the sexiest person alive on a, such a public platform, meaning everybody that disagrees with it is going to come screaming at you immediately?
4: Well, they definitely come screaming. I, I still hear people complaining about me being <laughs> named sexiest man alive years ago. You know, What's concerning to me is that any grown human being that spends more than, than five minutes of their life Concerned with or worried about who uh, who People Magazine named sexiest man alive, that's what's concerning to me. Is these people that are consumed with this this magazine that comes out like it's uh, the results of an election or something <laughs> that they're going to have to you know somehow affect their daily life. Uh, <laughs> to me, it was just a fun deal, and and none of us took it very serious. Even uh, you know the people at People Magazine were the first to say they didn't take it that serious that year that's why they even put me on the cover was you know it was kind of a blow off thing and and they felt like the nation needed a little comic relief at that point and and and, and hopefully uh, everybody kind of needs some of that
0: just a reminder tonight is the first part of the finale tonight and tomorrow night of the voice uh by the way congratulations on your engagement uh were you nervous Thank you. did you have it planned what you were going to say
4: The only thing that I had planned, Bobby, was that I I knew that I wanted to do it uh, in in Oklahoma while her all her kids were there and her brother and his and his family and my sister and her family. I I wanted to do it because that's we have a like a group that we get together like Fourth of Julys, Christmas, Thanksgivings. It's kind of turned into this core group of you know Gwen and I and the family and then our those two parts of our extended family. And so I wanted – and it's been that way for years. So I wanted everybody to be there in the moment. I didn't want to take her away, you know, or do something private away from the kids. I felt like it was important for the kids to be a part of that moment. And so that's that's what I did. I, I had the ring for a couple of weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. And and uh, to be honest with you, and this is scary, the scariest thing was I had that ring in the uh, the – compartment on my door of my truck for about a week and I don't know about you but stuff falls out of that damn thing on my truck (laughs) all the time I'm digging in there looking for a flashlight or change or and I kept thinking man somebody's gonna hit the jackpot whenever I drop this thing out of my truck but luckily because I wanted to keep it in there all the time because I didn't know when I would have the exact right moment but uh thank god I didn't lose the ring how did you go about getting her right
0: ring size?
4: Well, she has a a, a very specific jeweler here in in uh, Los Angeles that she loves and and that she's that she has been her go-to place for years, I guess, and so I was able to get that contact information and and be honest though, it, it the ring ended up being a little bit big, so she's had to go back and get it, you know, fitted a little bit. I wanted it to be I would rather it have been big than too small to even get on her finger.
0: Christmas is almost here, and now you uh, have late, produced another Christmas movie. How in the world did you get into producing Christmas movies to begin with? I, is it three now that, that you've done?
4: <laughs> Which is a stretch, by the way. It's like, uh, at this point, you know, it's like, hey, we've done everything. Will you just sign, sign off on it and approve it? <laughs> uh, but I, I do try to have, you know... A thumbprint on them, and and uh, you know, because the movies, the original movie was based on a a book that my mom wrote, which was based on a song that my mom and I wrote for my Christmas album, and so that's kind of how this whole thing kind of got spun out and and happened, and 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 I think you know the movies have done well for for Hallmark Channel, just that little short franchise thing we have going on, and. You know, it's so easy to get sucked into those Hallmark movies. I, I I fall for it every year. You know, Christmas is like official when they start showing these movies, and, and you know, every night of the week you feel like you could you know celebrate Christmas that night because of those freaking movies, and they have the greatest happy endings that you hope they do. So I know that's not really answering your question, <laughs> but I, I I try to have as much input as I can. But you know, they don't they don't want a lot of deer hunting. in their Hallmark Christmas movies. And to me, that's, you know, Christmas, but they don't like that.
0: As we get closer to the end of this interview, i got a couple voice questions to ask you. Number one is the big one. Could this season be your last?
4: Uh, No, it's not going to be. We've already, believe it or not, we had filmed the blind auditions for next season already back in October. So you're stuck with me uh, at least for next year's voice.
0: And who has the bigger trailer right now, you or Gwen, or do you share a trailer?
4: I tell you, we're out of the, the trailer business is gone now at Universal because of, you know, the COVID. So we're all we're all in a studio that's got these little, like very half-sized little dressing rooms that they've put us in this hallway that's like this confined area that's almost like going into an a ICU or something. I mean, it's they're not playing over there about it. So all the f- glamorous, fun parts of the voice in Hollywood that it was like when I first came here—that's long gone. <laughs> We're we are dying to get out to our seats to uh, on the show so we actually have some space.
0: All right, you guys watch the voice tonight, and then tomorrow night is the second half of the finale. Blake, good to talk to you. Always good to talk to you. Hope the holidays you, great.
4: You too, buddy. I love you, Bobby. I know
2: you're not going to say it back, but I love you. <laughs> you're the best. All right, there he is, Blake Shelton. Bye, Blake. Yeah.
0: It's time for the good news
3: with Bobby. Tell me something
1: good.
0: Many graduation ceremonies look different in the time of COVID, but for Melody Ormond, it looked a little different because of one of the classmates who graduated alongside her, and that would be her grandmother, 75-year-old Pat Ormond. They both went to University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. They graduated together. I love these stories. Pat said she went to college before, but only had a few credits under her belt. In 2017, she was retired, and she was bored. And that's when her granddaughter said, "Why don't you enroll in school?" Smash cut. The 75-year-old is graduating college with her granddaughter.
4: Yes, so cool, so awesome.
0: And she was an anthropology major. Congratulations! Just think that's a an, an awesome story. And that is what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Here we go. Come on, Bobby! Bobby Ball. Transmitting right. across
5: America. Turn it up! Hey. This is the Bobby Bones show. Let's go!
0: I think this will make you laugh. There's a teacher doing an online class, and she did a a fake fart to make the kids laugh. They're, all the kids are like in second and third grade. So here you go. Her name is Emma. She's a teacher doing one of her Zoom classes. You'll hear the sound effect, and try not to laugh at this because yes it is juvenile but try not to laugh at this here you go
1: most of us are here so if you want to pull out your journeys book <laughs> <laughs> what, was that? what was that i think she
5: started <laughs> I don't know who that was. It was huge.
0: Uh, One of the kids goes, it was huge. Did you hear that? (laughs) It was huge. (laughs) I saw everybody laughing pretty hard and Amy only cracking a smile.
1: Oh, I was laughing. Okay. I was laughing. In fact, one of the kids laughing sounded exactly like how my son laughs Mm -hmm. when he has a big belly laugh. (laughs) She thinks farts are hilarious, too.
0: Are your kids getting so tired of learning on Zoom? Are they still getting taught there?
1: Well, they've done both, but no, they're back. They're back at school. And this oh, is they their, both are? Yeah, and this is their last week. And no, oh. my daughter would never get tired of it. If she didn't have to step foot in a school building ever <laughs> again, her life would be made.
0: I feel I feel her there. Mm-hmm. If I never had to leave my house, I think I'd be okay. Um, I was going to ask you about your dog, too. You sent your dog to a dog whisperer.
1: Yeah, you arrange it over the phone. Though she just looks at a picture and then she talks to your dog and then she tells you what the dog is saying while you're on the phone. <laughs> Wait,
0: so she just looks at a picture of your dog and then oh knows boy. what your dog is feeling?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> my friend set it up, sent her How a picture. How much did this cost?
0: Hold on. How much <laughs> did this cost?
1: Well, my friend set it up. So I-
0: did you did you pay for it? Was it over a dollar? Because if so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was over a dollar, and uh, I did pay for it. Do you want me to show okay. you?
0: You're gonna show me. Hold it. Hold it up. Here you go. Hold on. It is. I
1: can't. Here. Here. Here.
0: Eighty dollars.
1: Wait. Why? Why did I write it down? Why did I write it down if you're just gonna say it? Well, because that's it was, ridiculous. It I know. is ridiculous.
0: Our listeners needed to know how ridiculous this, this is. is. Listen,
1: I know, but listen. This is my friend's friend, and our dog has been barking and going crazy a lot, and she never has done that before. So, listen. Desperate times call for desperate measure, measures, which may mean that I would like to hear what someone that claims they can talk to animals oh. is saying that my dog is saying.
0: Okay, so what is happening with your so, dog according to this $80 an hour well, whisper?
1: My dog's name is Kara, but that's the name we gave her after we rescued her. We rescued her from another, from someone, from a different family that had her. So... The lady said, well, first of all, your dog isn't going to talk to me unless I call her Molly. She's telling me that. She goes, I have no idea what that means. But she's saying, I'll talk to you, but you need to call me Molly. She's like, do you know why that would be?
0: Wait, why? Is your dog's original name Molly?
1: Well, we were told through the people that rescued her that it was Melly." But I don't know. What? Did someone get mixed up, Come and it's Molly? On. I know. Come on. I know. Who would have told
0: this dog nobody, whisperer that?
1: Nobody knows. So yeah, that part was really intriguing to me. Are you
0: telling me that you believe that there is something to this eighty dollar an hour dog whisper?
1: I don't know what to believe. I don't believe it, but yet it is pretty crazy so now i look at my dog and say hey molly <laughs> like, what you doing the She's dog now
0: minding perfectly she just hey
1: hey molly so i didn't know if you want to arrange for her to read stanley or what
0: huh. <laughs> you know i feel like i need to do this for the show
1: okay i should have let's told set you. it
0: up you pay for it and i'll do it i'll pay for it Nice. Merry Christmas to me and to all a good night. <laughs>
5: Happy holidays from Bobby and the Bobby Bone Show.
0: Bobby Bone coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row. It's the Bobby Bone Show. Today's December Fourteenth. Amy, are you fully in Christmas spirit yet?
1: I yeah, I think so. I'm listening to Christmas music. I've got the Christmas movies. My house is decorated. So yes.
0: I don't think I will be until next Monday. Oh, I'm oh. still on the road working every day but as of next monday i'm saint nick it's present time given time christmas music time but i'm almost
2: there eddie are you oh you better believe it man the music is in my house 24 7 and guess what i'm not even over it yet well, you shouldn't be over it. It's well, like December fourteenth. Yeah, but my son goes overboard a little bit. I mean, from the classics to like the the new stuff with like John Legend, he's all about it. And usually about this time, I get tired, but not this year. What about movies? Uh, all the movies are going twenty four seven. And guess what? I just recorded the movie Santa Claus, and I think it airs today, so I can actually watch it tomorrow.
0: Okay, and we'll get a review later this week. Yes. Okay, coming up, I will play a Christmas movie quote game. I'm going to play you a quote from a very famous Christmas movie. You just have to tell me the movie. Sounds easy, right? Yes. And it will be at first, but it will get harder. If you love Christmas movies, this game for you is next.
1: I'll
0: play you a quote from a famous Christmas movie. You just have to name the movie. We played this last week and you guys loved it so much so we put another one together. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox, for example, if I were to play this.
3: We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes,
5: candy corns, and syrup.
0: All right, very easily. What is that one, guys? Elf. 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 Right. You'd all be moving on to the next round. Great. Oh, all right, this Survivor style. Here we go. <laughs> Name this Christmas movie. To our Merry
2: Christmas, God bless us.
3: God bless, God bless us. God bless us,
1: everyone.
2: Lunchbox threw his pen down like he
3: doesn't know it.
1: <laughs> it's 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 oh it's, it's
3: the guy I said the other day, Tiny Tim. I know, but
1: what's the name? of <laughs> I have no
3: idea. What's Come on, guys. Um,
0: play that again, Raymundo.
4: To a merry Christmas,
0: God uh,
4: bless us. God bless us.
3: God bless us everyone.
1: Oh. Mhm. I don't know, guys.
0: Amy, what
2: do you have?
1: Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street.
2: Lunchbox, what do you have, Mister Scrooge? Eddie, it is a Christmas Carol.
1: That's it. Tiny. And that
0: quote is from Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. From t- no, that's the name of the movie. It's Tiny Tim. No, no, no. 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 Are oh. we supposed to
1: say who the quote is or what the movie is? It
0: the know. movie. Uh, but that okay. is Tiny Tim. Well, I yeah, knew it was we Tiny know Tim. But I didn't we know, don't know what know movie, movie Tiny
1: Tim was in.
0: But you know me. You should have known I was going to come back firing with Tiny Tim to start off the game.
3: <laughs> well, you did. And I knew it was Tiny Tim, but I still didn't know what movie Tiny Tim was in. Uh, oh, that's Bones, so embarrassing! Did I just win the game?
0: You know, Eddie, I hate to call you the winner already. <laughs> I mean, we can we'll always get... change the rules and just go. yeah. What we'll changes the rules into a points-based <laughs> system? You. All right, that was a tough one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, name this one. Perfect. right, Amy?
1: A Christmas story.
0: Lunchbox? A Christmas story. Eddie?
2: A Christmas story.
0: Is that where he got his tongue on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And they're like, we gotta go. The bell rang. All right, name this one.
0: I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Can you name that Christmas movie?
3: Okay, Amy?
1: A Charlie
3: Brown Christmas. Lunchbox? A Charlie Brown Christmas. Eddie? I have a Charlie Brown Christmas.
0: (laughs) Correct. (laughs) All right, here we go. A little harder. Next up. Denny's. It's always open. I don't want to eat here. What are you talking about? Everybody
2: likes Denny's. It's an American institution.
0: Everybody likes Denny's. It's an American
3: institution.
1: Amy? Santa Claus.
3: Lunchbox? I've never seen it, but the Santa Claus. Eddie? I have Santa Claus. Correct. You're all right.
0: We're now to the final one. You're going to need Eddie to miss this, and you guys have to get it right. Here is number five. But sometimes seeing is believing. And sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. (laughs) Amy? The Grinch. Nope. Lunchbox? Polar Express. Correct.
1: Good job. Yeah. Good job. If I Eddie just got Tom Hanks, right.
0: Hanks' voice. If Eddie gets it right, he wins. If he misses it, we go to tiebreaker. Eddie. I <sighs> got
2: it. What do you have? There's no way I'm going to miss a Tom Hanks movie. I have a Polar Express. There it is. Come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice job, Eddie.
5: Woo! Come on. What,
0: what do you credit all this Christmas wisdom to, Eddie?
2: Oh, just years and years of watching Christmas mus- uh, movies every year polar express this is all part of the list a christmas story miracle on 34th street it's a wonderful life all my favorites bones i love christmas movies
0: if you only get one to watch until christmas day from now out what do you watch
2: from 1942 black and white it's a wonderful life
0: amy what do you watch
1: oh elf
3: lunchbox i'd have to go elf a christmas story i really like that one but elf holds up better and it's a lot funnier more current
0: Elf is good. I love the Santa Claus. If I had to pick I'm the club. I'm gonna
3: never watch that. it Me too. Gonna watch it's that good. this year. I've never watched it. I'm putting it on the list. I'm doing it for the first time. Don't, don't they have it. like three
2: of them though, Bones?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but just do Santa Claus one. Okay. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. With Tim Allen. Have
2: you have you not seen it, Eddie? No, I've never seen it. Oh. I
1: thought great. you were like Mr. Christmas movie. Nah, yeah, I've
2: seen yeah, that. that one. That's what he accredits everything to. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen Die Hard. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Okay. This happens at Christmas. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's play this. The Bobby oh. Show. I reposted this on my Twitter a couple days ago. There's this guy on the wing of an Alaskan Airlines airplane. And he's trying to climb up on the... Amy, you know how a wing goes out and then bends upward at the end?
1: Yes. So the wing
0: (laughs) is out and then it curves up. And he's trying to climb to the very top. of. And it's in the middle of the day. It's 1.30 p.m. So here you go. The cops have now arrived this is them watching him try to climb up, and at the end he just falls off hard. Here you go. Ladies
3: and gentlemen, the hard. They're going to have to exit the wing from the wing. Thank you, okay.
0: Thank you That's when he fell. The cops are slowly moving in on foot, and then there are like two or three that have walked through the airplane, got on the wing, and are walking out toward him. So he's trying to climb to the very tip, tip, and boom, right on his face. And they, the cops just pounce them. Uh, Alaska Airlines released this statement. Around 2 p.m., Alaska Airlines Flight 30, excuse me, 1367 from Las Vegas to Portland was preparing for a takeoff when the pilot noticed an individual advancing towards the aircraft. The pilots notified the tower. Law enforcement was dispatched and able to apprehend the individual. Our guests and employees are safe. We're working with law enforcement. The plane has returned to the gate for a full inspection.
1: How does that even happen?
0: I don't know how he gets out there. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, coming up, Amy's pile of stories. Amy, what's on the way?
1: We got a big time country superstar that's selling their house. I'll tell you details on that. And then a couple has some marriage advice, something they've been doing for 41 years that I think is super cute. And then a politically correct Santa. I'll tell you what he did to make a kid cry.
0: Okay. All that coming up next. The Bob Here's Amy's pile
2: of stories.
1: So a couple in Texas, they've gone viral because they've been married for 41 years. And all these years, the wife started a tradition where she takes a bite out of the sandwich that she makes for her husband to take to work so that it's like she's eating lunch with him.
0: I mean, that sounds cute on the surface, but I bet the wife just wants a bite of the sandwich and has... (laughs)
1: No. made that the narrative. <laughs> no, no. It's a deeper meaning for them. Like, okay. I think it's super sweet and special. And a lot of people, obviously, online are hashtagging couples goals.
0: <laughs> That's fun. Caitlin takes the first bite of everything that we have. If she makes it, she has the first bite. Not because she wants to eat with me, just because she wants to taste it to see if she wants more. And then if she doesn't, she's only had one bite. No. <laughs> That's not going to make couples goals, I assure you. All right, what else?
1: Well, there's a politically correct Santa out there that is not even going to give kids a nerf gun if they ask for it. We got a clip of a kid asking Santa for one. No, no guns. Nerf guns. No, not even a Nerf gun. If your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. So what else would you like?
2: Don't cry.
0: <laughs> I think this Santa said the right thing. If your dad wants to get it for you, have at it. He isn't a total hater of guns, but Santa probably just has a no gun for any reason standard with the kids.
1: I guess so I I just didn't know Santa was anti Nerf Guns
0: Well here's a clip That I have of a Four year old Asking for a Glock Here you go Just, there's no cloud. Santa's like, no problem. He's like, hey. Oh, god. Santa in Arkansas says you can have a 30-odd six, three-year-old.
1: No problem.
0: All right, what else? <laughs>
1: so Hillary Scott from Lady A is selling her Nashville-area mansion. At least that's what the article called it. And they have reduced the price. So if you're looking to buy a home, it's now $2.65 million. Oh.
0: <laughs> From what?
1: I don't know what they went down from. I know that they bought it for like 1.95 back in 2012. So they must have done some major renovations or I guess just inflation. It went up, but it's got like six bedrooms, five and a half baths, 7,000 square feet. Oh, actually almost 8,000. So I did the math on it in case you want to know what your monthly payments would be. Yeah, please. Okay, so if you want to put 20% down, that would be $530,000. And then every month, you'd pay about $12,000 for your mortgage. Mm,
2: okay. <laughs> Let me check my wallet. <laughs> you need some cash funds? I'm a little short for this house <laughs> payment.
0: Uh, well, good luck. I, I hate they had to go down. Yeah. That always stinks, regardless if your house is $1 or a trillion dollars. Um, Okay. Where is that house though? It's probably not in Nashville, though, is it?
1: They're saying near Nashville, so probably Brentwood area. And then they've already moved into their other new house, so the the house is empty. So if you plan on booking a showing, you will not be able to rummage through their things or see if they're there.
0: Yeah, that's always a creepy part. When I was looking at houses and people would still be living there.
1: Yeah. I for sure looked at the pictures.
0: <laughs> I for sure wanted to know that how happy their life was in that house. Yeah. And if there were pictures that didn't look so happy, I'd be like this house is not for me. <laughs>
1: but you didn't go through their drawers. Who not does that? Publicly, no one does on the radio. That. <laughs> no way.
5: That was Amy's pile of stories.
0: It's time for the good news.
3: With Amy. Tell me something
1: good. There's a really cool story about a police officer in Arizona. His name is Brian Zach, and his wife, Sierra, just adopted a little girl that he met on the job, on the line of duty or in the line of duty. He got a call to show up to a house because there was some abuse going on. Uh, he was there to comfort the little girl. Child Protective Services removed her from the home. He went home to his wife and was like, You know what? I just felt a connection with this little girl. I want her to come live with us. And because Child Protective Services wasn't able to place her immediately, they took him up on the offer. And he went to the little girl, went to live with them, lived with them for 30 months. And this year, she finally became their adopted daughter.
0: Wow. What a great story. That's I awesome.
1: know. Because you know, police officers. Or anybody that's a first responder, they see a lot of things and I'm sure it's yep. hard for them to not wonder what happens with the kids or to not feel a bond or a connection, but he felt it. He went home talked to his wife and he went for it. So I love this story.
0: That's amazing. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here
1: we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Transmitting right.
0: across America. Turn it up. Oh. Oh. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. This is from Billboard, the top five country songs of the year. Most played country songs. Number five, Die from a Broken Heart from Maddie and Tay. I'm going to ask you guys what you think the number one song is. The most played song in just a second. At number four, Travis Denning, After a Few.
5: But after a few drinks, it's
4: always the same thing.
0: What do you think the most played song is, Eddie? Uh, I'm going to
2: go Whiskey Glasses. Amy?
1: Golly, what is Blake and Gwen's, um, not their current one, but their, the one that my son was obsessed with?
2: Nobody
0: But You? That's it. Okay. Whiskey Glasses, Nobody But You. Okay. Number three, Ken Folks from Sam Hunt.
3: I want to introduce you, do, shoot you my to my Ken Folks, to my...
0: Number two, nobody but you, Blake and Gwen. That's so nobody close, baby. Manetti has Morgan Wallen whiskey glasses at number one. Come on, Bone. At number one, Morgan Wallen chasing you. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Those are the biggest country songs right now. Let's go over to Amy and get the Morning Corny.
1: (laughs) The Morning Corny. What do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa?
0: What do you call a kid who doesn't believe in Santa?
1: A rebel without a clause.
4: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. Lunchbox, did you ever watch My Octopus Teacher? Like you well, you lost the bet, but you had to watch it.
3: Yes, I sat down and I pulled it up on Netflix and I read the description. I said, and this is what Bobby says is good. And I watched this guy go diving and watch him talk to an octopus. I got to say, it's one of the most fascinating things I've ever watched on TV. It was, it was like Game 7 of the World Series. What? I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> trying to figure out what was going to happen between this guy and an octopus. And it was just so fascinating. It was such a simple thing, but it was so captivating. Bobby, I want to say thank you for not drawing my name out of the hat because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't believe how much I liked watching a guy and an octopus and a camera unbelievable <laughs>
0: that there's a documentary on netflix called my octopus teacher and i talked about it and everybody made fun of me so lunchbox lost the bet and had to watch it but loved it i'm telling you guys i'm not gonna force anybody else to watch it <laughs> but it's 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 just crazy how smart these octopuses are so if you're looking for something to watch on netflix and you feel like something nature-y kind of, check out My Octopus Teacher. I think you'll love it. I think it's fantastic. Bobby Bone. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, it's the Bobby Bone Show. Last week, I mentioned that God Whispered Your Name by Keith Urban was my favorite song from 2020.
3: Then God whispered your name, and that's when everything changed.
0: So Keith texted me and was like, hey, thanks for putting the song in number one. Appreciate that. And I was like, yeah, man. And like an hour later, he hits me with this. He goes, Hey, I'm gonna post this. Are you cool with it? And he sends this video to me right here.
4: Thank you, Bobby Bones, for making this
3: number no one. Your
2: favorite 2020 song.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Bobby. Everybody at the Bobby Bones Show, wish you Merry Christmas
1: and a safe and happy New Year. Viva la Vaccine! <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's in front of his Christmas tree playing that and I was like yeah of course you can post that why are you asking me permission to post awesome. that that's awesome wasn't that cool so that's fun. so cool makes me want to learn how to play banjo just so I can talk over it though <laughs> alright coming up Lunchbox versus the ladies in NFL trivia uh, the last one of the year only a few more possibly for the entire game and we retire the game so but we're looking for a a, a female a lady to beat Lunchbox because he claims no woman can beat him so, uh, that's next. Dear God, grant me the wish to have someone come on and beat him today. That'd be amazing. Next, Bobby Bone show.
2: The Bobby Bone show.
0: Lunchbox is now eleven and zero. He's only five wins away from reaching his goal of sixteen and zero. We want someone to beat him so bad. It's Lunchbox versus the ladies in NFL trivia. Give me the abbreviated version, Lunchbox, of what this game's about. <laughs> uh, women aren't smart enough to beat me in football
3: trivia. Period. End
0: of sentence. Okay. We disagree. We think we have one this week that can beat him. He's only five wins away. Let's bring on Chris from Ohio. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for taking part in our little game where we try to beat Lunchbox. How, why do you feel your football knowledge is strong?
2: Well, I have an avid football family. I come from a pretty large family. I have five older brothers and five older sisters, so we You know, we used to play, um... What is that game with the... Football. You like borders? No, football. You know what I'm
0: talking about? I don't. don't. We're going to play the game though. Lunchbox, anything you want to say? I mean,
3: she sounds... I mean, we used to play that game where they hike it and toss Uh, it around. I mean, she didn't even know what the game is called. It's called football. Are you predicting victory? Yes, I'm predicting victory. I'm a slaughter. Okay. This girl ain't going to get my three right. Lunchbox is leaving the room. Oh. What is her name, John? Her name is Chris. Oh, (laughs) my
0: man. John. Chris is going to answer seven questions. Lunchbox will come in after being in the isolation booth and answer the same seven questions. Chris, we're counting on you. Come on, Chris. We'd love for you to beat him, okay?
2: I know, I know.
0: I sound like an idiot, though. That's okay. So do I. All right, you have seven questions. Chris, are you ready? I guess. What NFL quarterback is associated with the butt fumble from 2012? But, time qu- incorrect no it is Mark Sanchez with the New York Jets okay. question number two the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is the first and only stadium designed specially for NFL games outside of North America what city is it in London London is correct good one Who led the league last year in total sacks with 19 and a half sacks? Time. The answer is Shaquille Barrett. Mm, It's tough. I'm sorry. Oh, crap. Who holds the NFL record for most passing touchdowns in a single season? Who holds the NFL record for most passing touchdowns in a single season? Peyton Manning. Correct.
1: Yes. Good job.
0: Stephon Gilmore is the reigning defensive player of the year. He's a cornerback. Cornerback for what team? Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore? Yeah. Patriots? Correct. Wow. Wow. Right now, she's 3 of 5. Not bad. Okay, respectable. <sighs> Regarded as one of the best and most inventive coaches in NFL history, which coach is credited with creating the 4-3 defense? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Parcell? Incorrect. Tom Landry. Oh. Final, oh, question. Yeah.
2: Final question.
0: Final <laughs> question. How many? Did he says she get three. Yes, three. she's three for six right now.
2: <laughs> Gosh. Let's prove him wrong.
0: In the nineties, this player retired with forty-seven game tying or game winning fourth quarter drives. What player was it? John Elway. Correct. Wow.
1: What? Okay.
2: Good one. All right. Four for seven. Not bad.
1: It's okay. He's
2: gonna miss a couple of those.
0: I was worried at first. Maybe one.
2: Not butt fumble, though. He'll get that one. Yeah.
0: All right, let's bring him in. Oh, boy. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him
1: in. How do we act? I'm not going to say anything. Okay.
2: Don't don't answer him. You're right.
1: Champ is here.
2: Lunchbox is walking back in the room.
1: Woo! How'd it
3: go, Eddie? How'd it go, Eddie?
2: Is that good, bro? Yeah, it's
3: good. All right, right, Lunchbox, how do you think she... Did you coach him to not look at me? How do you think she did? Uh... I don't know, because Eddie won't look at me, and he's really trying hard not to look at me. So I think he's playing possum again. Like, he knows that I was onto his signs, so now he's like, oh, don't look at him, don't look at him, don't look at him. Don't all right, look here at we him. go. Question number one, <laughs> yeah. Lunchbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what NFL quarterback is associated with the
0: butt fumble from 2012?
3: Oh, Eddie thinks this guy's good-looking. He says it all the time. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I say it all the time. You do. On the Sword Losers, you're like, oh, Mark Sanchez, he's such a good-looking dude. Correct.
0: Cottenham Hotspur Stadium is the first and only stadium to be designed specially for NFL games outside of North America. What city is that in?
3: Oh, yeah, I watch them all the time. In London. Correct.
0: (coughs) Who led the league last year in sacks with 19.5?
3: That was uh, Shaq Barrett. Correct. (coughs)
0: That felt good. Stephen Gilmore is the reigning defensive player of the year. Gilmore, a cornerback for what team? Come on, guys. New England Patriots. Correct. <phone rings> Who holds the NFL record for most passing touchdowns in a single season?
3: Oh, yeah. That's our guy, one of the most overrated players of all time, Peyton Manning. Overrated.
0: <laughs> I think he's the greatest quarterback. Well, I have to go Brady now, but I don't think he's overrated. All right. Regarded as one of the best and most inventive coaches in NFL history, which coach is credited with creating the
2: 4-3 defense.
3: Uh, I call him the hat. Tom, Tom Landry.
2: Did anyone call him the hat? Tom I Landry, yeah. He, hat. yeah. he wore <laughs> the hat. Yeah, he wore, no the one hat. wore the hat. <laughs> Called him the hat. So a Bear. <laughs> Bear,
3: Bear, Bear brian. Yeah, Bear Brian, brian wore yeah. it. Uh, I call him the hat. In the
0: 90s, this player retired with 47 game tying or game winning fourth quarter drives. What player was it? In the 1990s, read it again. Sorry, I was too busy celebrating. In the 90s, this player retired with 47 game tying or game winning fourth quarter drives. What player was it?
3: Joe Montana.
0: Incorrect. You did miss one. Oh. Yes. It is John Elway. Oh. Now, she got s- four. <laughs>
3: oh, man. John. How, what, oh, Chris, Chris. Chris. What's your excuse? <laughs> well, I'm a little better at the... the
2: Older trivia. The newer stuff, not so much as uh, the butt fumble and the.
0: I think she missed Tom Landry, though, didn't she? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. She said part. I did miss that yeah. one. Right, well, listen, thank you for playing. I mean. He's now 12-0. Look, guys.
5: Manning is not overrated, Munchbox. You're crazy.
3: I, I, listen, I'll listen. You listen to me. I know the sports. You don't. We just proved that. So my opinions are right. All right, and there we have it.
2: Although Woo! he did choke every time they played Florida. So, you
3: know. He did what? Choked every time they played Florida. He choked every time
5: they played
0: <laughs> Florida. They played Florida. Oh, okay. All right, listen. Hey, guys. I did it Lunchbox of clapping for himself. He's now 12. In he you. is 12 and 0. We have to give him that. All right. All right. Sure. Thank you very much. The Bobby uh, Bone Show. We'll talk about Charlie Pride coming up in a second. Who passed away over the weekend? But a lot of celebrities this year passed away. Well, I'm going to read them to you, unless you already know the answer. But what celebrity death kind of shook you up the most this year? Kenny Rogers, Charlie Daniels, Joe Diffie, Jerry Jeff Walker. John Prine, Eddie Van Halen, Little Richard, Bill Withers, Kobe Bryant, hmm. Kobe and his daughter. Wow. Alex Trebek, Chadwick Boseman, Regis, Jerry Stiller, Sean Connery, Nia Rivera, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and John Lewis. Dang. All this year. Amy, which one to you shook you up the most?
1: I mean, for me, it's different because Jerry Jeff Walker was, a, was a, my one of my best friend's dad, so that one shook me the most. But yeah. for people that I don't know... Probably Kobe Bryant and his daughter. That was crazy. For a long, it took me a long time to really process that it happened.
0: Yeah, because he is a super, super star that was not old. You know, it was just a tragic fluke incident that that made that happen. Right. For me, it was Joe Diffie because mm-hmm. I had oh, yeah. just started, by the way, was a huge fan of Joe Diffie all my life growing up, you know, and growing up in the 90s, listening to the country music in a small town in Arkansas. Like for me, it was all country music and alternative music, and Joe Diffie was such a big part of that. I knew every song. The first time he came in, I geeked out. We then started to become buds. We'd play the Grand Ole Opry together. You know, he would talk about how he was a fan of the show. His daughter was a fan of the show. He came over to the house. We he got COVID, and it was like boom. Joe Diffie's passed away. I couldn't believe it. So mine would be Joe Diffie. Eddie, you.
2: Um, Eddie Van Halen for me because uh, growing up my brother just loved Eddie Van Halen It was his favorite artist so to me that was kind of an intro- introduction to music You know my brother was always showing me Eddie Van Halen this, Eddie Van Halen that So to me when he passed away and it's, you know, he wasn't very old and he's a music legend To me that was really surprising and, and oddly kind of tough Raymundo, what about you? Yeah, we didn't really get any updates on Alex Trebek. It almost seemed like he was
0: going to pull through at least for another five years. He did have stage four, which is pretty serious. But then out of nowhere, we just wake up one morning and learned he died. I didn't know that he was getting that terribly bad because we see all these recordings on TV of him doing the show. We've watched Jeopardy three of the last four nights here. I'm staying at an Airbnb in California right now just so you guys kind of know what's going on. And so there's nothing to do in California. I don't live here. And I'm, we're out here shooting American Idol for this upcoming season, and we're shooting my upcoming Nat Geo show, and so we're trying to get it all done at the same time. But the whole state is shut down, basically. So after we're done, we just go home and sit in the house and try to watch something on TV. And so we watch Jeopardy every night. We play Hughes and Cues every night, <laughs> which is a really fun board game. But here's the problem for me is there are certain colors that I just can't see. But do
2: you get an advantage for that or a disadvantage? How does that I've work for you? N-
0: I've only not finished last once, so That's it's a lot of good. fun for me. And when, when anything is even slightly purple, s- slightly purple on my card, I just go, grape! <laughs> and and it, then everyone's just guessing through all the purples. Right. Because I can't see purple very well. Anything that gets super dark, like the dark reds or dark greens, are all pretty similar. But if you're not colorblind, heck, I still have fun. We play every night. Uh, Hughes and Cues is such a fun game to play. So, especially if you're together with a bunch of friends. But we're like, okay, what do we do? Well, we watch Jeopardy. Okay, get out Hughes and cues, And then it's like, all right, time to go to bed. And I'm having to go to bed in a room that doesn't have a TV in the room. Mm. Which makes me so anxious. I need a TV to sleep. So, that's kind of where we are. But, I'm coming back home tomorrow night. We've been gone for two weeks. Just miserable as far as like not being at home. And there's just nothing to do. Poor Mike D, who's out here with me producing the radio show, just does the radio show and then just sits in the house all day and all night. (laughs) There's just nothing to do. (laughs) He's been out here for two weeks doing nothing. (laughs) He's doing podcasts. Uh, He has a podcast called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Do you have some Disney kids on, Mike? Or I guess they used to be Disney kids? Yeah, Christy Carlson Romano. So he has an episode about Disney Channel original movies where he talks to Christy Carlson Romano, who was in Cadet Kelly with Hilary Duff. Kim Possible, even Stevens. So I don't know who that is, but a lot of people will, Mike. You're telling me? They will, yes. (laughs) Okay. But check out Movie Mike's
2: movie podcast.
5: It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie.
2: There's a little restaurant in the town of Snohomish, Washington called the Maltby Cafe. Well, they've been in town for 36 years as a restaurant, but recently the pandemic has really hurt the business, and they've seen a 90% drop in business, and they're like, oh, gosh, this is it. So the owner said that they had to make the decision to shut down. She said she got on her knees and said, God, I need a miracle, and the town responded. The town started a fundraiser. There was a GoFundMe going around. They raised $110,000, and that number is still continuing to rise. So it looks like they're still going to be in business.
0: Good for that town, too. Yeah. I mean, how does she... If, if she prayed, who heard her pray and was it out loud? Okay. I didn't I, know
2: these details. I thought about this. I feel okay. like she prayed, God then sent it to everyone in the town and they say, hey, let's do something and then they responded.
1: No,
0: somehow it had to get out to people to oh. create to go fund me. Oh, okay.
1: Well, well maybe once it's her prayer started to get answered, she said, I... Wow, this is an answer to my prayer. I was on my knees asking God for help, and my prayer has been answered.
2: Okay, guys, look, look, I know the real story. There's a guy named Jim Barger. (laughs) Nice, I knew something was up. Jim started the GoFundMe. I I wanted to keep it generic, but all right, Jim did it. Oh, okay. What's old
3: Jim up to? How do you know?
2: You know, Jim is a friend of the owner, and he said, guys, we need help, and he reached out to a bunch of people, and he had a little Facebook page, so he had help from Facebook, too. And alone. God, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, never Honestly, underestimate
1: that. the power of prayer. Right.
2: Or Jim. Yeah, and Jim Barger. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about.
0: All right, thank you very much. That's what it's all about. That
2: was Tell Me Something Good. Here we go.
0: Come on, Bobby.
1: Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. No. No. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Now let's go.
5: Hey,
0: friends, thanks for hanging out. Let me also say thanks to everybody listening on our new station, Pure Country 89 in, in Windsor, Canada. Also, you're listening in Detroit, possibly. is just very thankful that you guys have, have put us on day one and are giving us a chance. It is definitely an odd show because we are not that good at radio. We think we're good at being people and real friends that you can you know, uh, listen to, relate to, but we're not good at radio. So let us say that from the beginning. That being said, let's do some radio. Let's do the news. (laughs) Bobby's Big Story. I got to start with Charlie Pride. We did talk about it earlier in the show. But I'll say this. For me, before I get into talking about Charlie Pride and some of the things that made him just a fantastic artist and person. You know, for me, one of my greatest honors was being asked to speak about Charlie, or as I would call him, Mr. Pride, in a PBS documentary on his life. You know, I grew up, my grandmother was a fan, which made me a fan because my grandmother raised me. And so, you know, the fact that Charlie Pride's early music was sent off without a picture of him because they wanted stations to not, not play it because he was a black guy, tells you everything you need to know about what he went through, Mm -hmm. especially at first. But Charlie Pride passed away over the weekend. He was in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He is in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Member of the Grand Ole Opry. He died on Saturday from complications of COVID-19. He was 86 years old. He is considered country music's first African-American superstar. 29 number one hits between 69 and 83. Think about that. In the 60s, all through the 70s, and then all through the 80s. Number ones, not just existing, but number ones for that long charted 67 songs, won the CMA Entertainer of the Year Award, the absolute biggest award you can win, in 1971. For sure you know Kiss an Angel Good Morning.
5: You've got to
4: kiss an angel good morning And let her know you think about her when you're gone
0: Here is Just Between You and Me from Charlie Pride.
5: Cause Just between you and me You're too much to forget.
0: Some of Charlie's background. Charlie Frank Pride was born to sharecroppers in Sledge, Mississippi, March 18th, 1934. You know, one of the stories that I told was about him going to school because he walked four or five miles to and from a segregated grade school, and he had to walk while white kids passed him. that were taking the school bus. Hmm. Tell me that isn't sad, crazy. The father... Wasn't really big into blues music. So Charlie Pride grew up listening to the Grand Ole Opry. And it was people like Roy Acuff, Ernest Tubb. And so that is really what inspired his music. He bought a guitar for money that he earned picking cotton. He quit school. By the way, thing about Charlie Pride that is nuts, he was such a good pitcher. He played professional baseball in the Negro American League and emerged as a star pitcher. He got in the Army. He served two years. He married his wife. He, after the Army, went back and played baseball again. After he finished baseball, he moved, I believe it was Montana, Montana or North Dakota, I believe it was Montana, and a couple guys heard him singing. And they said, hey, you should go to Nashville. So he did. And there you go. But by the way, just crushed at music, at sports, at business, people that you talk to in the country music world, especially folks that were a couple generations before us, Just talk about what a good guy he was And that's not something that you just Volunteer without meaning it When someone dies You can always tell when someone dies By what people are saying and by what they're not saying Just last month Pride a three time Grammy winner Was honored by the CMA's with the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award So that would be his final performance Him and Jimmy Allen saying kiss an angel Good morning Rest in peace to Charlie Pride 86 years old Crazy Let's do another news story Bobby's
1: other story.
0: On the good news side of things, the largest vaccine effort in U.S. history is now underway. Numerous rounds of applause broke out early Sunday as the first trucks were loaded with Pfizer's coronavirus shot. And again, they're starting the biggest vaccination effort in American history. Dozens of workers at a plant in Michigan clapped and whistled as the first boxes were moved toward waiting FedEx trucks. And then again... As it hit the road. You know, and I was watching planes land in different cities with the vaccine, I think I saw one in Louisville yesterday. So as of today, there should be 145 distribution centers that have the first round of the vaccine. So we're moving. We're moving in a positive direction after so many days, weeks, months of just sitting here going, all right, let's go, let's go. All right. Give me another one, Raymundo.
1: Bobby's other story.
0: On a lighter note, six-year-old George Johnson secretly racked up more than $16,000 in charges in the Apple App Store for playing his favorite video game. Oh, my my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Sonic Forces, $16,000. Wow. While working from home during the pandemic... The real estate broker mom, Jessica Johnson, forty one, did not realize that the younger of her two sons had gone on a shopping spree on her iPad. Over the month of July, George bought add-on boosters, starting with the dollar ninety nine red rings. <laughs> and moving up to ninety nine ninety nine gold rings that allowed him to access new characters, more speed, and then he started spending hundreds of bucks at a time.
1: That's crazy. Who, if, the, who what adult or right-minded person would spend that much money anyways? Like, well, I,
0: Amy, let me just say something in a high-pitched voice because I'm a little guilty of that. You um, have bought well, gold I'm tell
1: status you I, on a game?
0: On NBA 2K, I have... I needed some cool clothes, because everybody at the at the hard courts were looking way cooler than I was, and you don't get to get in games unless you look good, basically, and have a good rating.
1: Well, I love that that's sending a really great message to people. <laughs> what in the world?
0: He did look good, though. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a John Stockton jersey. I think that cost me quite a bit of VC. Uh, that's
1: virtual th- currency, Correct. for those of you that don't know. <laughs>
0: I start to feel bad for the six-year-old kid. I'm like, I get it, George Johnson. (laughs) Um, On July 9th, the day when Jessica's mom was working in the next room, there were 25 charges totaling over $2,500. Still clueless that it was George who was doing it, she filed a fraud claim in July when her bill reached $16,293. It wasn't until October she was told by Chase Bank that the charges were indeed hers, and she needed to contact Apple, not them. She then realized it was George... Once she reached out to Apple and was walked through a buried running list of all the charges. She's now scrambling to pay off his debt. Quote, I didn't get a paycheck from March to September, said the mom. My income has just decreased by eighty percent this year. Oh. So I'm surprised that they wouldn't give that back.
1: Yeah, they should give that recent. they should wipe it clean.
2: Because it is virtual currency, right? I like, know, can't you just wipe but, out the, but, the fake money and the fake game? Like, just wipe it all out. could everybody just start claiming, though, that their kids did it? But it's happened to me. So I'm sure they get thousands and thousands of claims.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm
0: surprised they didn't wipe it out. It's hard for me, though, to say just to wipe it out. <laughs> but I'm surprised they didn't. Because, again, I just know all the people that, that would take advantage of that. Sure. Adults would be like, nope, no, my six-year-old cousin Willie. He did it. Wink, wink. So, she says, check your security settings. I'm appalled this is even possible in these games mm. and that Apple devices are not preset to prevent this. She, This has got to work in her favor. Someone's going to step in and help her or they're going to wipe it away. Once it makes the news, right? Oh,
1: I hope
3: Don't so. Don't we think so? Yeah.
0: All right. That story stinks. <laughs> That's
2: a bad one, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang. No, the Charlie Pride one stunk, but we yeah. got to celebrate his life a little bit through word. The covid vaccine story was good that That is is a good good. story yeah and then that story did kind of stink but
3: maybe some listeners can learn from it you know for sure Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story
1: of the Day.
3: This story comes to us from Tennessee. A manager at a local Wendy's was arrested and charged with simple assault after he bent an employee on the shoulder because she wasn't working the fries fast enough. The mm-hmm. employee was standing in front of the fryer and he was like, You're not going fast enough. Ah! bit her on the shoulder. What <laughs> an odd reaction for punishment mm-hmm.
0: to bite someone. You're not a dog. Even then, my dog shouldn't be biting me. Yeah, that's weird. And if and that's the manager, you said? Yeah, that was the manager
3: biting a regular employee. Wow.
0: Okay. But, okay, but he shouldn't be the manager much longer. Maybe he
2: read that <laughs> in one of those uh, seminars that they go to, like no. Discipline Actions. No, I think oh. he hasn't
1: gone to the seminars. <laughs> that's
2: what it is. Like a Tony Robbins type thing? Right, yeah. right. Like <laughs> if you really want to inspire.
0: Okay, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day.
1: Bobby Bone.
0: Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, it's the Bobby Bone Show. Here's the question I ask. If you're in traffic, like I was, and you're driving like I was, and you see a cop car, do you pass the cop car? Amy?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Do we're I? Just,
0: we've all been there, yep. driving on the highway, and a cop car's right in front of us. And they may be going like two miles an hour under the speed limit. The question is, should we pass them or just keep behind, even if we're going under the speed limit?
1: As long as I'm going the speed limit, I don't have a problem passing them.
0: What if you have to go, like, two miles an hour over?
1: Well, then, no, I'm not going to. I just said, as long as I can go the speed limit, because what if they're going way under? I guess I'd be really nervous the whole time I did it, though. I'd be like, I'm such a rebel right now. <laughs>
2: Eddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this question. You know what I do? I put it on cruise control right to the speed limit, and then I just cruise on past them. I don't even look at them. I'm just like, hey, this is what I do every day. Drive the speed limit.
0: I feel like if I do that, and I do pass the cop, he's then going to look at me for doing something wrong other than speeding. Oh, like, am I going to cross the? I don't know. I don't do it. I didn't do it. The situation happened. I didn't pass it. We were doing 55. I said it about 51 and just stayed behind until the cop car turned off.
2: See, I think they know that. I think they're like, I, I watch too. the ones that aren't passing me because they're definitely hiding something.
0: Oh, you think it's oh. the opposite? If I were a cop, that's how I would
2: be thinking. That's Why are theory. they not passing me so I don't see their expired license plate? Something's up.
0: So you'd pull over people who did nothing wrong because you know they're the ones hiding something.
2: Because you, they always want to run the plates, right? Because that's how you find out if they have a warrant or they're expired. something's up with those plates, that's why they don't want me behind them.
0: Okay. I do have some bad news for Lunchbox. Well, it's not my news that I'm bringing, but Amy said, hey, can I talk about this? And she said it's bad news for Lunchbox. All right, lunch, uh, Amy, you're up.
1: Well, I saw a little article come out about how if you want to be famous and how time is running out for you, depending on your age, and there is scientific proof <laughs> that if you want to become famous, your odds start dropping after age 30, and you're almost 40. So I just felt like it's been about nine years
3: Is your goal to still be famous? Well, I mean, I'm already famous. I'm not to the level that I wanted to be when I was younger, but I still think there's hope in time Mm -mm. with going viral or something happening. But I still have a level of fame that most people have no idea. Like the slimmest, like half a percent of the world gets to experience the fame level that I have right now. And so I have fame, just not the status I wanted.
1: Right. Well, if you the status you want, the clock's ticking.
3: I know that's, and that. And also
1: with with uh, all the different ways to consume people and fame being so relative, actually the population has probably gone up from what you think is like. Fame.
3: No, no, no. See, like you get on uh, what do you call that TikTok? <laughs> what do you there we go. That. Well, I okay. was going to say I, I was going to say right, okay. t- no, no. Tell us how to go viral, Pap. No, I was going to say Snapchat or Instagram, but now it's all about TikTok. And those kids, they think they're famous, but they're not really famous. But, they're, they're not. They, they've they had one video that you get a lot of views. You're not famous. But do you, you think that that's a, what
1: people are saying about you? This I guy, know, I have lasting power.
3: I've been on the radio for, I don't even you know, almost two decades. And people look up to me, and I have fame. I get VIP treatment when I go places. That's fame. That stupid girl on TikTok, she, if she goes up to a Christmas light display and goes, Hey, I'm TikTok star Samantha. They'd be like, back of the line. I say I'm Lunchbox on the radio, front of the line. Bones, you know people are going to ask right now, is he serious? Is he serious?
2: Like, Yes.
1: He's serious. And I love now that, yes, while you have been in radio more than 15 years, 16, maybe 17, I love how you made it sound way bigger by saying almost two decades. (laughs) It just sounds like more. Good job.
0: How do you think you'll become super famous, Lunchbox?
3: Man, I, I don't know. I mean... Some at some point you just get found, and it it, sometimes it comes later in life, and it's going to happen. If it's maybe I hit the lottery, and then everybody's like, "Wow!" and then I get a lot of TV coverage. I invent something. (laughs) I go on Shark Tank. I don't know, but I go on Survivor and I win the million dollars. Invent. Amy if I knew that right now if, if everybody knew what they were gonna invent they would have already invented it and well, I only guarantee haven't you, invented people, anything
1: yeah people that are showing up on shark tank they've been they're been innovating for years probably and coming up with ideas and working on patents and trying to get it made like they don't just <laughs> wake up with an idea <laughs> well, I know they do
3: that's absolutely what they
0: do I mean if but you then watched, they worked
1: towards uh, it
0: let me ask you this if you die and you're never more famous oh man that's gonna uh, that would, I would die a sad man. Than you are right now,
3: whatever that means. Oh, don't say that. Do you, <laughs> will you die sad? Yes, I'll be sad. I'll be disappointed in myself for not le- reaching a certain level. That that would be a le- oh it gosh. would be a letdown. Would you rather be really famous? and not rich or really rich and not famous. Dang. That is like the double-edged sword, like my biggest predicament in life. What? (laughs) None of those words made sense together, but I'm still going to take your answer. Oh, man. I think I...
2: Boy, so money or fame is the question. That's, it's, like,
3: right, you yeah. can be famous but you have no
0: money or you can be rich and you have no fame. See, and there's no side chop out I, of
3: it. I know, that. I, I just, can I talk it out for a second? Go ahead. Because being famous, you can get things for free and people will think you're rich and they'll allow you to come places and they'll take care of you. Being rich, you may not be able to get in all the places but you can buy your way in. And what looks more baller than buying your way in? And everybody going, man, how does that guy have his money when you walk in because you're flashing hundreds? Ooh, but if people <laughs> believe, so if, if people <laughs> believe you are rich, they'll treat you differently. So I'm gonna go famous because they think I'm
1: rich. So man, you would rather tough. be
0: famous than rich.
3: Yeah, that's a tough one, man.
2: Your <laughs> explanation sounded like you wanted to be rich though. I know.
1: No, no, he just cares
2: if
3: people think he's <laughs> interesting. Rich. It's about the image. <laughs> yeah.
2: So
1: and with fame will come hookups. So exactly. I guess it's fine. So yeah. you don't
3: really need as much money I, when you're famous.
1: Yeah, I see I see your logic there, Lunchbox. Thank <laughs> you. Amy, Amy, see Amy, you. <laughs> me? Yeah. I'd rather be rich than famous. Yeah, I me, care me less too. if people
0: know me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me of course. Too. Me too, me too.
1: Are you sure about that, though, Bobby?
0: Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Huh. Interesting. I,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure about that.
1: I mean, I th- I know you would want to work for it. You don't want to just, like, hand it to you. But I think there is something about... You've chosen a profession where you are... I mean, I guess we're all in
0: Yep, it. but I can tell you from my experience of whatever level of fame you think I have, which I don't, I feel like it's very low, yeah. um, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing.
3: It doesn't make you any happier.
1: Right, okay. Huh. Well, money doesn't make people happy either. Yeah, Correct. They both
3: make you happy. Why do you think people do it, guys? Nah. Like, you don't ask for a raise because it makes you mad. It makes you happy. Like, you don't go to your boss and like, we're hey.
0: talking about different,
3: different financial terms than asking for a
2: raise. Yeah,
1: that's like.
3: Maybe
2: you need the money.
3: No, Julia Roberts doesn't need 20 million a film. She could afford to live on 10 million, but guess what? That ten, extra 10 million okay. makes her life a little bit nicer.
1: Cool example. All
3: right. <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> well, Movie Mike's movie podcast is latest one. Talked about actresses and actors that had, you know, got paid for a little amount of money for a role, and she was one of them. Pretty woman.
0: But what happens is you're paid based on what you can bring back to the company. So people that are paid a whole lot, I saw Stephen A. Smith getting ripped last week, who works at ESP, and they're like, Look at your fat check. You're the one. And he's like, no, because they pay me this fat amount, I'm able to be here and generate way more revenue so more people can have jobs. Anyway, yeah. that's it, Lunchbox. Thank you for that.
3: Hard. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fame train man. leaving.
0: Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, The Bobby Bone Show. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just now waking up and you're listening to our voices here, you can go back and listen to the show podcast. Just search for Bobby Bone Show. On Demand, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So listen to the many hours we've been here, but we also keep going once our show is over and it only goes up on the podcast or you can watch it on Facebook too, but it's called the Post Show Pre Show. So be sure to check that out as well. On today's podcast, you'll hear us talk to Blake Shelton, who is always an A plus guest. We talked about Charlie Pride and also which celebrity, we kind of went through all the celebrity deaths. It was a heavy year, like a lot of them. We talked about which ones hit us the hardest. So check out the podcast today. I'll tell you what I posted over the weekend. Because we're in California, and so we were finished taping, and we drove out to the beach. You're really not allowed to do anything, but you can walk out on the beach still. And so Kayla, my fiance, loves the beach. Just And I have never been a fan of the beach. Sand, eh, water, eh, who cares? But she loves it. So we go out on the beach, we take a picture, I post it, and I say, she loves the beach, so I love the beach. Well, then Eddie gets all butt hurt, and hmm. it's like
2: I've been telling you about the beach for years. Yeah, I have, and every time I mention it, you're like, ah, it stinks, man. Beach is stupid. What do you do? You just sit there and do nothing. I'm like, what? It's the best place in the world, and you've always argued with me. And now what? If it were me by myself, I still wouldn't go. What if what if, I, what you if I made out
0: with you? If I made
2: out with you, we have, I which might, we have. Go ahead. No, we haven't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said if she loves the beach, I love the beach. Right? Yes,
2: right. So I'm thinking, okay, that's great. Now what else? Bobby's going to start eating peanut butter? What oh, else? No, no,
0: no, no, no peanut butter.
2: <laughs> but I can tell you I don't
0: root against Oklahoma anymore. No. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like I'll never not be a Razorback. And she'll never not be a Sooner. But we've both come to terms with we don't dislike the other teams anymore. And I never disliked Oklahoma, but I would root against them because they're always big bad Oklahoma, you know? Just rolling over people.
2: It's actually pretty amazing what love can do to someone. Like, you truly never cared for the beach. Do you really love it now, though? Yep. Wink, wink. (laughs)
1: Eddie, he was just putting something up on Twitter. I I just needed some sort of post, Eddie. Well, I got a little hurt by it. I needed a caption. You got all hurt.
2: But you never take me to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great.
0: All right, that's it. I hope you guys have an amazing day. You know what we all sang at the beach, though. We were there, and it was listen. It's cold too in the evening here. It's cold. You and sang so, Kokomo. No, Kumbaya. what did we sing? What did we sing? There's a because it's me, Caitlin, Mike D, who is oh. my producer, and Tom Lord, who is my manager, who's out here because we're shooting TV. I got it. What?
2: California, the OC song. Sing it. California. Okay,
1: Amy, what's your thought? Cake by the ocean.
0: What? Interesting. <laughs> Lunchbox. What song do you think we sang? Ooh, two pina coladas. <laughs> okay. Raymundo. Uh, ocean Avenue. There is a place caught down on Ocean Avenue.
2: <laughs> Never. Heard I'm gonna one. tell
0: you guys this. No one is right. But now I'm offering a twenty five dollar reward. Oh my. If you can nail it in the next one.
2: Okay, I got it.
0: We're, we're standing. Oh. Let me set the scene up here. Go ahead. We're standing on the sand. Right by the water. Oh, I got it. We're looking at the water. We're feeling a little chilly. Oh, the sun is setting. Chilly. We are in Venice.
1: Oh, oh, I got it.
0: We're in Venice, I got it. California. I got it. I got it. Hold on, everyone. Well, you can write it down so multiple of you <clears> can get the right answer. Are you writing it down? Yes. $25 if you nail. And we all four sang this together and had a moment. Lunchbox.
3: It's easy. Zach Brown Band, toes. I got my toes in the water, <laughs> blank in the sand. Let's go. Yep. $25. Definitely not. Definitely not. Raymundo.
0: Mundo. Eddie, you'd be... Katy Perry, California Girls. Oh. Oh. Cal-ta. California Girls <laughs> undeniable. the 9 zucchini on top. That's
2: a
1: jam. Ooh. West Coast.
0: Remind me, um, I could tell you in the, in the post show, or I can do it now, what Katy... Perry told me about um, the other day about
2: Caitlyn and I's marriage. What? We need to hear this now.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, let me finish this
2: little bit here and I get there.
0: Uh, Eddie, what song?
2: I have Santa Monica by Everclear. We can live beside the ocean. Watch the world behind.
0: Okay, Amy? Oh, Uh, you
1: might have it. I have Zach Brown (laughs) Bantos.
0: Dang it. You're all wrong again. but, But
1: you were in Venice, but I mean, I guess... Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh,
0: no, Santa- no, nah. no. It, it was this here. I hope you still feel small when you stand beside On the, the ocean. ocean. I hope when one more, one door closes, I, I hope, hope one more, more opens. And I hope you do yeah, yeah. get oh, a fighting chance. Man, Womack. That's it. The it out or dance. Everybody, come on. I hope you
2: dance. Yeah, keep going. I hope you dance. It's a really, it's a natural thing. Wow, you all sang that?
0: Yeah, it was a nice little moment. That was pretty cool. Thank you.
5: I hope you dance.
0: There it is. And you can go to our YouTube and watch Chris Ableton and Morgan sing that from our St. Jude Radiothon. It's fantastic. So, uh, you want the Katie Perry story real quick before yes. we go? We were doing, I've been out in California for a couple of weeks. I'm so ready to be home, but we were doing promo for the season of American Idol, where we all go and do interviews, and we we got dressed up, and I think the theme was kind of gold this year, and we're doing our group picture, and so Katie's up front. Me and Ryan are, like, in the second dairy part, and Luke and Lionel are in the back, and Katie goes, hey, you're engaged? I was like, yeah. She goes, hey, what's what's uh, what's the date of your wedding? I told her, and then she goes... Mm-hmm. Alright How old How much older I was like I'm 11 years And some months older She goes Okay 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 And she like Okay She goes Wow You guys are getting Karmatically married And I was like What does that mean And she did something In her head I'm not sure I was like What does that mean She goes you, Karma has put you two Back together And from a different life You guys have Unfinished business what? Oh my goodness So I'm here for it Let's go I love it
2: Interesting
1: So you apparently You don't believe in this. Any astrology She was Or numbers How to do you? No,
0: but how am I going to prove
1: her wrong? I know.
0: It's better than her going, mm, yep, there's the death card. You're both going to die next <laughs> week. You know? i picking my choices, my druthers. I'm up for that. Okay, that's it. We're done. Thank you, guys. Eddie, was that story worth the, the wait? Or I no.
1: mean, I'm
2: still a little confused by it. Like, what's the unfinished <laughs> business? But
0: whatever, it's cool. What
1: life did you come from? <laughs> Who
0: knows? That's it. Goodbye. See you tomorrow, everybody. Uh. Bobby Bone Show.